don't think we can have that for copyright reasons. Although... <laughs> oh, you finished? Maybe you finished? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Can I play the music now? Hang on. Of course. I have to do the music. Where is it? <laughs> no. Oh, no. No, that was a wet car. Hang on. <laughs> no, that's Bing Bong. Oh. Music. <laughs> right, okay, that's enough of that. Uh, are we are we actually recording? Yeah, we are recording. We're good. Good, yeah. Uh, I think so. Well, my phone's going absolutely nuts because it thinks <laughs> I'm asking it to do different things on Google Assistant again because I've got no better technology because this podcast doesn't pay for itself yet. <laughs> 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 did, did that one come through? Yeah. No. Oh. Send me money. Hang on. Stop what? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <sighs> okay, no. Right, I'm going to read the thing. Welcome to Bangers and Tat, where nobody can afford to eat, but we can always afford a project car. Becoming more and more relevant, actually, because uh, food's getting expensive and bills are getting expensive, aren't they, Jack? I saw a car. Yeah, I saw a car, actually, yeah. Hello, I've Jack. I've rediscovered. £500 car. Exists. Yeah, £500 cars are gone. I looked earlier at, uh, at some rubbish on eBay, and I put 300 to £600, and nothing had an MOT on it. Just breaking, yeah, wasn't it? Well, broken, actually. Broken, yeah. Yeah. Or spares and repairs. All spares and repairs, yeah. Well, that's for later. Yes, we'll get into that. Mm. There's a special subject on that. Intro guest, it says on my list here. Who the fuck are you? Oh, Renee's back at Jarton. <laughs> Not to be confused with Jack Barton. <laughs> Who's that then? Just <laughs> uh, some guy. Well, a, it says on here, who are you and what do you do? Hobbies, etc. Oh, we've done that already. Really Everyone knows. <laughs> well, you've actually, well, actually, you've never technically been on this podcast before. Well, Bad John hasn't. No, but we've recorded your voice. And then, I don't know, were you on with a form before that was actually published? At least one. At least one. Yeah. German, Swedish, and not French. Was oh, my well, that's first, the one, yeah. was my first yeah, one. German, yeah. Swedish, and not French. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other one, unfortunately... The quality was so abysmal. Negative, uh, negative quality. Negative quality, yes. Mm. It's actually taking quality away from my life. Oh, dear. Yeah. So, minus 100 quality points. Yeah. Out of a possible... So, I did a dirty delete. Oh, oh I don't enough. have any quality points. I've not got much quality of, my, quality of life left. Yet. Well, in general, what, what would be the maximum quality points you could have in life? Say um, if you had 10,000. Uh, yeah. So, 10,000 was absolute top quality. You were living like, say, Tony Stark. Yeah. A fictional character, of mm. course. Or Robert Downey Jr., who is Tony Stark. Yeah. He would have 9,000 quality points, I reckon. Mm. So for us, what do you reckon? A couple hundred. <laughs> a, few, a few hundred. A few hundred. Exactly. Got, it's definitely been worse after worse. everything's got so expensive. I know. Yeah, we can't afford... Well, you say nobody can afford to eat, but we can always afford a project car. Well, we can't afford to eat. No. Or a project car now. No, no. What did I see in the shop the other day that was really, really poignant to me in terms of the, the cost of it? I don't say petrol or diesel. Butter. That was really, Probably yeah. the butter. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't even look at the Lurpak price because I knew I couldn't afford it. Yeah, they just put a joke zero on it. They have put a joke zero on it now, yeah. Must be, I, I, I don't know, at least three pounds now. It's about four quid for a pack of butter, isn't it? I think so. I mean, regular butter is still normal. I wonder if they're paying the cows more. Maybe they're having, like, you know, the Japanese Wagyu cows. Oh, yeah. Where they massage them and play them. Premium grass. Steve Wright. 
some of the love songs to yeah. them. Um, other radio stations are available. Yeah. Well, they're not actually. Don't listen to the other radio stations. I'd rather you listen to my podcast. Exactly. Like to, for it to pay for itself. Well, that'd be good, wouldn't it, one day? Yeah, because I yeah. could afford some better audio equipment. It wouldn't sound like this. Not only that, we've also afford some proper, proper studio. Like, I mean, this is nice. This yeah. gives me mid naughty Top Gear vibes. Yeah, except this is upstairs in my workshop, and it's quite cold in here, actually. You're so, it's okay now. But it's, it's, now, yeah. now you turned on the heater. Now I turned on the uh, heater, which is the hottest thing in the world. It's actually, I think the paint's actually started to burn off of it because it's so hot. The thermostat doesn't work on number six. Is that, is that what the smell is? Yeah. Ah. You turn it up to number six and it's just on constant. Well, it's a good job you left the window open last night because otherwise we'd, we'd, been, we'd have exploded. Yeah, by yeah. Now. We'd be dead. Oh, the fumes up here. Uh, it also says on here, on my list of things to talk about, mm. current cars, past cars, favourite car you've owned, worst car you've owned, and money now. We talked about all that before, but we're having, we have, a, was, yeah. we're having a bit of a different episode this time. So mm. we're going to talk about some good and bad investments. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about things that we found on the internet, and uh, of course a few little updates and news. And stuff well, on, on the subject of things getting more expensive, you yeah. know, where to put your money now that you yeah. can't put it in any trading company, because yes. they'll just go under. Yeah. So, so we well, suggest we, we've got a friend called Owen who has invested his money in Bitcoin. Which hello, Owen. Hello, Owen. Uh, it, which hasn't really gone all that well at the moment, but he's insistent that it will go well. I believe he's put all of his savings into it. I, mean, I, do, sorry, I don't know exactly how much it is, but it is a lot. Uh, well, if I just turn the microphone down on, onto uh, onto mute for a second, Jack, it's in the region of pounds that's quite a lot of money that's a lot of money it's a lot of money yeah. exactly well there's other two songs you can play for that you can either play yeah you've got music for this <laughs> if, it, if it goes well yeah and if it doesn't go well i don't know if it's north of this uh, no we we'll have, we'll have to continue discussing you, the you uh, keep searching through your folder of me the investment yeah that was not a if it wasn't a smart move you don't get the gta no mission path music that's not that's not legal perhaps you'd have i'm going to get banned for this said this is the one thing we didn't want to handle <laughs> that's that's quite <laughs> a good one <laughs> i need it see what i what would be great is if if people paid for this podcast one day on like a patreon thing i could afford some technology exactly a laptop that doesn't just have chrome on it oh what a pillow yeah <laughs> That's my recording. That's mine. <laughs> That's so many. That's my meme. That's copyrighted. No, it's mine. Yeah, to you. Yeah. yeah, to me. Copyrighted to you, I suppose. Anyway, everybody's suffering with the cost of living and everything. So to celebrate, um, mm. I've gone out and bought a lot of cars. You have? I have bought a lot of cars. So now, what's the grand total of your Espace? Right, so I've now got, ownership. I've now got seven Espaces in total uh, at the moment. That's a lot. It is a lot. Hmm. And I've got, well, I've had eight Mark One Espaces. Um, nice. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I've had eight, and I've had a Mark Two. And years ago, I had a Mark Three with the number plate T four four six A N L. Oh, remember that car? Fantastic. That was brilliant. I never saw that car. No, I loved that car for the 37 miles. Never ask, never ask a man his salary. Never ask a woman their age. And never ask Robin Bartlett what happened to his anal espace. No, we don't talk about the espace. No, no, illegal. There's also another episode where we need to talk about my other espace, which I've mentioned in passing before. The other espace being the one that we, well, the one that I couldn't talk about before, but I can talk about now legally. <coughs> the uh, the one that got nicked. Oh. Mm. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a separate episode. 
Okay, another one. Maybe we'll record another episode another day. And by another day, I mean after we finish this episode and after we've ordered a Chinese takeaway. Yeah, that one. We'll Once that. we've actually eaten some proper yeah, But it's definitely a different day. Ah, okay, cool. We're yeah. not recording. Yeah, yeah, it's not. We don't record multiple podcasts in one day. Well, it's most of the not time we don't. Post Chinese takeaway. No, no, we're currently pre Chinese takeaway, so I'm a bit hangry. Uh, I could punch somebody at any given moment. We are 2015 Jeremy Clarkson fracard level of anger. Yeah, fracard. <laughs> Where's my steak? Where's my steak salad? Whack. Yeah, we're uh, steak sandwich. So yes, uh, world exclusive, and I'm probably not even going to post about it on Facebook actually. But I bought myself a Rover SD1 V8 manual. V8 yeah. motor. Yeah, it's delicious motor. Is it MOT exempt? Uh, nearly. Not quite. I'm waiting for your meme here. It's better be good. So am I. The retardation is absolutely extraordinary. <laughs> it's not very nice. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so no, I no, 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 the running costs. Nope. Uh, uh, I'm ignoring the running costs because I've got a Costco membership and my petrol is still affordable. Ah, yes, because the inflation, as we know, versus the Costco hot dog. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't affect it. No. It affects the microfiber cloths. It does. doesn't affect the Costco hot dog. No, the Costco hot dog remains the same price, but everything else mm. in Costco goes up. That's fine. That was interesting, actually. I noticed that some products haven't gone up in price, and some have. Yeah, it depends where they come from. Which means to me, so like the goat's cheese butter, yeah, not touched. The no. price has not budged on that. It's still £2.60 for a small bit of it. That's because it's a luxury item that not many people buy. But well, correct. Everyday things that people buy, they're getting shafted for, because that's how the government works. So I'm thinking, no, no, no. I think there's a different, a different reason for this. Oh, okay. So, like, I think it was Snacker Jacks. Mm. They still remain at £1.79 mm. for a bag of them. Mm. Okay. If you were to adjust the inflation for a Snacker Jack, what was £1.79, which has always been the price as far as I can remember... Mm. To say pasta, mm. pasta's gone up by, I don't know, but 100% at the moment. I think if they're thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. If you average it out across the way. <laughs> so if you, if you did 100% inflation on the Snacker Jacks, yeah. you're, looking at, you're getting on for £4 mm. for, for, for a bag of Snacker Jacks. Mm. But they haven't moved on price, mm. which means they were always overpriced and they don't need to increase the price to live with the inflation. Oh. <sighs> Blind moan. Blind moan. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So some items, like the goat's cheese butter, uh, always, always overpriced and has been for the last 10 years, which means for 10 years they've been getting away with murder Yeah. to goat's cheese butter buyers. And Not, now they're getting away with a sensible price? And now they're getting away with a, at a sensible price. Does that mean that we're all going to have to eat goat butter? Instead well, what I'm saying butter. is you might as well. So rather than buying a stick of Lurpak, which is average butter in my opinion, yeah. Um, you may as well go and buy the goat's cheese butter. Well, not goat's cheese butter, goat's butter. Goat butter yeah. You might as well go and buy the premium stuff, actually, yeah. because everything's going to catch up to the premium prices. Just yeah. buy the premium produce. For some items, it works. Some items, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, Tesco still do a bottle of what could be excused as, you know, Coca-Cola for 17 pence. Yes. Or you could, if you've been paid far too much money, go and buy an actual two-liter bottle of Coca-Cola from the corner shop, and that will cost you roughly the same as a liter of petrol. Yeah. Well, so, more than that, actually. Well, what's, uh, what's a bottle of Coke these days? Maybe £2.50 from the corner shop? Uh, the, I mean, my local garage, it's a bottle of, like a 500ml bottle of Coke in the local petrol station. Well, they need the same price as a house, aren't they? Yeah, about £2.50. Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's petrol station pricing. Yeah, so. silly. I mean, a local Tesco, uh, what's that? It's probably about 179 or £1.80, I think. So, yeah, probably is. Yeah. For a 500ml? 
No, for a 1.25. Because if you buy with less Coca-Cola, it means it has less sugar in it, doesn't it? Yes, it gets taxed mm. less. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Sugar tax. More government rubbish. Exactly. Anyway, so we wanted to talk to you about uh, investing your hard-earned cash into mm. perhaps something that may appreciate in value, or at least remain at a constant residual value. Because it's just, it's the same thing before and after the money goes to pot. Yes. So the the pound is is losing value um, in comparison to other currencies. And also, that means that the pound is losing value in terms of what it will buy you in the UK, because it is worth less, which is why they have to charge more. So the number that you have in your bank account is becoming irrelevant. So if we put this in uh, in layman's terms, for example, Vauxhall Courses, mm. if you go out today and you pay £1,000 for a Vauxhall Courser, that Vauxhall Courser is worth one a Vauxhall Corsa. Exactly. In, say, a year's time, that Vauxhall Corsa that you paid one Vauxhall Corsa for, it may cost you 2,000 of those numbers in your bank account, which are pounds. So it might actually cost you more in terms of the uh, made-up number that the government have decided to use on that day um, to make you feel like you're worth something. However, the items and the objects that you own have a residual value that will always be worth something. Exactly. So buying and it's also drivable and enjoyable. Yes, yeah, so you can also do something with it, which is quite nice. So I've gone out and bought a Road Rusty one because it was made in 1985. I don't even know what year it is. I've just bought it on the oh, internet. Oh, I can so see I... what you mean by nearly MOT. Yeah, it's nearly MOT. It's got a couple of years to go, but I, as far as far as I'm aware, it's pretty tidy, so I don't think it's... Well, that gives you enough time to get a few actual MOTs in before it's yeah. exempt. Yeah, exactly. And you look after it yourself anyway. Yeah, look after it yourself. That's what you should do. Exactly. Mm. And we don't do dodgy MOTs, because that's illegal. Exactly. And yeah. foolish. And foolish, yeah. Very silly. Exactly. The retardation is extraordinary. It is. <laughs> if you were to do that. So, <clears> I, I decided to pile my entire life savings into a Rover SD1 that I can also drive around, enjoy, take places. And then, because it's an old thing, it's also appreciating in value. Uh, there's a saying that... Uh, there's an old saying, to make money, you have to have money. This is true. And it is unfortunately true. So you need to invest what little money you may have in something that is, into something that is worthwhile having and worthwhile keeping for a while and then trading in the future for either a monetary number or something else in exchange that you think is more worthwhile having. We should also point out to you that things... Well, you have to have the, the series of things to look out for when looking for a, a car that would be appreciating. Yes. So, so Vauxhall Corsa C, not, not on the list. Really, no, not on the list. No. That's, not, that's not exactly Unless it. it's 100 quid, in which case, winner. Well, exactly. Well, that's a traffic. As we uh, found out. Yes. We, yeah. But they don't exist. No, they don't exist. So what things to look out for? So we're no experts here, but I will just say that I have got seven Mark One Renault Espaces at the moment, and they've proven to be a good investment. Um, I have a very nice, comfortable, agreed value on my very nice Renault Espace Mark One that I have, uh, that I drive around occasionally. Um, they are not particularly valuable cars to the majority of people, but that makes them cheap to buy. But the people that do want them, the people that do want to buy that sort of thing, will pay really good money for. So things that are a bit more niche, but not too niche, 
end up being a good worthwhile investment so things like a triumph tr6 everybody loves a triumph tr6 it's a nice car if they know what it is if they know what it is if they don't know what it is they'll know what it looks like when they see one yeah it's, it's one of those designs it's one of those things where you see one attractive. even if you don't know what a triumph tr6 is you go oh that's nice what about that mm. and then you look it up and then you go oh it's uh, you know fifteen thousand pounds or twelve thousand pounds oh that's nice yeah maybe that maybe buy one of those for the summer blah 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 well the key things to account for you know, you've got your styling, your desirability, and the rarity. Those those are the three pretty standard things you'd look yeah, for. Yeah. So in terms of your, you know, the styling, you wouldn't say, I don't know, a Ford Fiesta. No. It's, a, it, it's styled to appeal to lots of people, not styled attractively. Mm. So the difference yeah. would be... Things that appeal to the masses that are still current, they're not something that's going to be a worthwhile investment, unless you are looking at buying something perhaps at auction that is cheap and you're looking to sell it on immediately. Like a car so, dealer. Like yes. a car dealer, yeah. Which is not what we're talking about here. So if we were to look at, say, Italian modern classics, one that immediately comes to mind is the Alfa Romeo 159. Yep. yep. That is that is a car that I think would be a that modern is, classic to, that's that's going to appreciate. That is going to be an appreciating thing, yeah. yeah. People, they're not making any more of them and they're a beautiful car. And they're fairly well engineered, and you, they're still drivable, but they are coming up to twenty odd years old now. I mean, the one five nines, they will be, yeah, they're, they're sort of fifteen. 15 well, no, the oldest ones are two thousand and four. So actually, just coming up to twenty. Just coming up twenty years old for the, for the oldest ones, and yeah. twenty eleven is when they stopped production of yeah. the one one yeah. five nine. Um, they they still come with the. Are they, Twin Spark, those V6s? Uh, well, they're the new engine. Twin Spark is a bit older. Twi- Twin Spark is the full cylinders. I think they still come with those. Um, the 2.4 litre JCD five cylinder 20 valve is a great Delicious vehicle. diesel engine. Lovely diesel engine. Mm. I think all of the petrol ones are ULEZ exempt as well. That's something worth worth yeah. mentioning. If you live in the, the, the London. Londons. Yeah, the Alfa Romeo Spider. Again, lots yeah. of Alfa Romeo. I mean, this is, this is the Italian list. Uh, a honourable mention, the Fiat Coupe. That's actually yeah. in, in this list, yeah. Yeah, you're looking at something on the internet, yeah. So Which also has a five-cylinder petrol engine in it Five-cylinder 20-valve turbo. You don't, make, you don't muck around with those. Yeah. Uh, Volvo 850 is another one that I like. That's uh, mm. 850s and V70s. They're incredibly dependable cars. Mileage, irrelevant. They have actually soared in value. In the, I, I reckon that most of them have doubled in value in the last two or three years. And they will continue to do so because they are now rare. They've got a kind of niche following in amongst the sort of London Camden trash. Mm. Uh, Controversial. Yep. Fiat Multipler. Oh, very much an appreciating thing. Apparently so. This is, that is an Italian appreciating classic. It is. It um, was, that's one thing that it's, that's a thing that is, it is almost so niche that it appeals to the masses. So it was a, it was quite frankly a joke. Mm. It was a comedy car Everybody knew about them, and everybody saw them, but nobody bought them. That exactly. means that they have a wide appeal, because everybody knows what they are. And because they're no longer available, and they're very hard to find a good one, they become desirable. It's also quite niche for those families who have maybe three children. Four children. Or four children. Well, four children for the maximum, I mm. suppose. Well, three children plus multiple dogs. Yeah, that also. Yeah. Because, of course, you can fit one child and child in the front with you mm. if you wanted to keep an eye on them 
Well, I had a multiplayer, so it's quite nice. I only did. had it for a few weeks, but um, I think we failed to go out for coffee in it as a as a trio. As a we? trio, yeah, yeah. It was a shame. Although, yeah, I mean, it was all right. It was quite nice. I didn't think it was anything anything remarkable. Um, so yeah, that that kind of almost mass but niche appeal is something really really worth looking for. So things that maybe people cars that people know but never bought or people that remember them mm. had them back in the day but they were never notable at the time so like, stuff like a BMW Z4 yeah or an Audi TT yeah TTs are going up Z4s are going up those are Things. the niche sports cars that are yeah. still affordable to run yeah but I, my idea of it is is things like Oh, what's a really good example? I'm trying to think. I guess I guess the Renault Spastic I could use an example because everybody knew them. Everyone's mum had them. People went to school in them. And then when they were 10 years old, they got flogged off, 500 quid, off they went to auction. Nobody gave a shit about them. Builders had them, used them as vans, and that's yep. it. They're gone. And now they're all gone. And then, you know, 20 years later, 20 years on, people are going, God, wow, I remember those back in the day. I, mm. I had one of those. I wonder, I really miss that car, actually. It's really good. I just think there's a lot of cars like that that really have a uh, an appeal to the uh, the sort of middle aged uh, and a that young nostalgic age. feel. Yeah, they've got that nostalgic. For feel. me, the car that fits that particular description is the old Mark One Octavia the RS. Yeah, yeah, they that's were. A good one as well. You know, a lot of people had them. You know, then recently ish. You know, they're they're very very cheap. Yep. Used by paint the decorators. You know, absolutely clapped with paint. Yep. We had one come in the garage last year. And it was awful, frankly. Mm. You know, they, I think the guy did kitchen renovations. Okay. You know, covered in sawdust, just bits of uh, mm. you know plastic and decoration from kitchens. I think the earliest ones are over twenty years old now. Aren't they? they are, yeah. They came out in the late nineties. Yeah, and they have the eight or ninety nine. I think they came out. Yeah, they've got the one eight turbo. Yeah, which as we know is a very tunable, very easy to um, mm. easy to poke engine. I feel like the designs age well. Well, they've they've actually got. I feel like they look. Nice. They do look nice, they and do I think nice. yeah, recently up up to up to fairly recently, they didn't look that nice, and they're the sort of car that people 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 wouldn't bother with. No, yeah, they just got ignored. They're just a, yeah. A Whereas now everyone's a bit. Oh, what are those old? Yeah. yeah. What are they up to these days? They're all well, old Mark ones. It's because all of them have disappeared. So it's some, you see one going along the road, and you think, God, I haven't seen one of those in a while. Exactly. God, they're aged really well. And it'll be really nice as well because yeah. the, the, the cars that are now old and are still on the road have been looked after. Exactly. Exactly. So find one that's been looked after. Buy one before they somebody, go up. somebody that really, really wants a nice one comes along and buys it. Mm. Uh, well, we haven't really planned this far. I hope we've gone quite well. Um, yeah. What other things are good investments? I'm trying to think of another I decent one. I would say... Something that's a little bit of a timeless classic. Um, a little bit niche. The original Audi S3. That's quite a nice First one. First generation Audi S3, yeah. Yep. They're, they've already gone up, I think. They are going up again. Uh, yeah. Again, from the Volkswagen Audi stuff, the Cupra R, the old Seat, the Mark 1. Yeah. 90s stuff is having a really big revival. I think 90s stuff is probably the, the soundest of investments that you could make. I would um, say so. Now, I went to the NEC this weekend, um, and there was a lot of stuff there that was very, very 90s, eight, late 80s, early 90s. It's really had quite a revival over the last few years. Mm. Um, it appeals to people our age and, and older in the region of sort of 25 to 50 years old. People so would you say a Toyota MR2? Yeah, Mark One and uh, Mark One Toyota MR2 is actually a really good one. Mm. Um, they've all rotted away and melted into the into the soil, 
So if you can find a good one of those, they're um, they're a worthy investment. Get yourself a GT. And they're a good car as well. They're yep. good fun to drive. Bit snappy. Did kill quite a lot of people, but that's fine. Well, they were the yeah. That, but they proved the argument that a mid-engine car is quicker to rotate. Yes, exactly. You know, and yes, it did rotate. My yeah. goodness, quite, quite quickly sometimes. Yeah. But even even just like the basic low-end models, things like uh, Renault fives, a Renault five Campus. I mean, you would be hard pressed to pay less than fifteen or eighteen hundred pounds for for a nice Renault five, just a bog standard mm. Renault five. Yep. You know. And they were they were literally fifty quid in in the sort of early two thousands. I remember my grandmother got rid of one. Um, she had a white one. She took it to the garage. It fell its MOT, and they gave her I think eighty pounds for it. Wow, that is not a lot. No. And what they did was uh, weld it up, fix it, uh, and then they drove it around. So she mm. was walking along the high street a couple of weeks later in uh, in Portsmouth, yep, the commercial road, and. Uh, Stopped at crossing and it went past her on the road. Oh, yep. You know, once her car gone. That is a new one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was looking for some more '90s cars. Stuff here. like that, where it was, you were either a child in that car and you mm. were driven to school in that car, or your parents drove you to school in that car. Uh, Renault 4, Renault 5, they're good ones as well, Renault 4s. Citroen 2 CVs, however, I will say, Citroen 2 CVs, they have gone up in price. But the com- they're a common man's classic. They're not worth a huge amount of money. Um, there are a lot of things like that. Um, Morris Miners, for example, they've not really they've not really gone up in value. They because were, they haven't got the appeal. They haven't got the appeal. And to be quite frank, they are pants. They yeah. are absolute pants to drive. So the thing to look out for, the car that is, again, that's the desirability aspect of it. You know, it has to have something that is, is moderately special about it. Yeah. It's, know, got to have either, be... it's either got to have a lot of character or good performance or interesting looks. And mm. I say interesting looks, I don't necessarily mean good looks. It doesn't have to be a pretty car. Like the multiple. It's the not multiple. a good looking car by any stretch of imagination. No, no, no. no but, but it, it is, is unique. It, it is completely unique and it shit up the car industry because people went, oh my God, what are they doing? Yeah, what's that? Yeah. That's the one there. I would say even stuff like old subs. I love a 9000 because yeah. I went to school and one of my parents had yeah. Saabs. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. So the early, um, the, the 900s and the 9000s, uh, especially the nice high-end hmm. um, turbo ones, they have rocketed in value more so than the um, 70s and 80s sort of Saab 99s uh, and the sort of proper classic, classic-looking Saabs, if you will. And they're also, um, those late 90s Saabs, the 9000s, were the last of the OG Saabs. Yeah, yeah. Before Actually they went, built and made in Trollhattan. Yeah, they, before they, they before they were just you know sort of tarted up voxels and GM rubbish. Mm. It was it was fully Saab business. Absolutely. And, yeah. Well, you can tell, can't you? If you go into a, a 95 from 2007, mm. it's a very 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 different bowl of cereal to the Saab 95 that was around in 2003. Mm. You know, I, 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 I've had a few test drives in those 2-liter turbos, well, 2.3s, yeah. often called HOTS, Hot, yes. which is hilarious because that actually just means high-output turbo. Yes. So if you drive one of those... A hot aero. A hot aero. Wow! Wow, so hot. And it's, no, it's high-output high output turbo. Yeah. If you drive one of those and then you go and drive a later, maybe 2009 Saab 9.5, it'll be a completely different kettle of fish mm. in terms of its handling and what it is. Mm. Yeah. 
You know, one get... was built and engineered in Trollhattan, one was built and engineered in... Well, where was GM when they were making the Saab? I don't know. They weren't in Detroit then. I don't know, it's probably some fat bloke in Slough or something, the, the, the Vectra base or whatever it was. Accountants designed that yeah. car. Yeah. That's what that was. Yeah. Not Swedish engineers at Trollhattan, it was accountants who on, designed that car. On the subject of um, interesting cars that are essentially rebadged rubbish, um, mm. Rovers... A lot of Rovers. Yes. Uh, the 400s, uh, most notably. The prices of those have absolutely skyrocketed. And the reason being is, much like Saab, the company's defunct. Uh, so you can't get them anymore. No, you can't get them anymore. There's mm-hmm. no way that you can really get the parts support. You have to have specialist stuff. They're niche enough that, that they're desirable. But at the same time, still drivable, still usable, still dependable. Mm. Um, decent everyday cars so when i went to the nec this weekend there was a lovely rover 400 bubble shaped the rover 400 it was an n reg hatchback it was absolutely perfect i don't know whose it is um, but it was a two liter so it was a 420 gsi and i looked at that car and i thought fuck that is going to go up in value so <laughs> so much it's yes. a perfect spec mm. it's a two liter it's not a turbo they didn't do a turbo one don't get all excited but it's the T-Series 2-litre engine. Nice, understressed, torquey petrol. 30-plus to the gallon. Good, good performance. 140, 150 brakes, something like that. You, you, you need no more than that. No, yeah. no, no. But that is a... What's it coming out to? The N-Reg. That's a, that's a 28-year-old car, but it's still very usable. Uh, but a good example of a mid-90s car... That That's now, now going yeah. to start going up in value. At the time, it was uh, it was the top spec of a car that nobody's bought. Mm. You know, if you were a nobody, you bought a Rover 400, and they were company cars. Nobody gets shit about them. They're a bit rubbish, but kind of underrated. Drove nicely. Uh, the 400 wedge-shaped cars and 200 wedge-shaped cars, um, like the 400 Tora, the Rover 400 Tora's rocketed in value they have all disappeared mm. and they are i think the rover 400 tours i'm going to put my money on the table here and i'm going to bang the table for effect there's my Good. money on the table there it is. i think the rover 400 tour is going to absolutely go through the roof in the next three years and i think they're going to be really really big money we should make a a non-legally contractual binding bet right. which one will go up more in value yeah the rover 400 did you say tour I'm going to say the 400 Toro, yeah. Okay. We'll go up more than, say, the G60 Corrado would be my my bet. Yeah. Yeah, G60 Corrados have gone up silly money, but I don't think they'll go up a lot more because they've kind of reached a valley now where, yes, they're, they're a lot of money, but they're not actually, as a car, as a drivable, usable thing, they're not worth any more than what they're worth now. Yes, they're nice looking, but there are other Corrados available, such as the VR6 mm-hmm. as well. You can get a mm-hmm. VR6 Corrado, and they've got a lot of appeal. So they're almost a bit too mass market. Mm. They're not niche enough. And Volkswagen do a lot of part support, and there's millions and millions of them still. There's every, You know, you can get loads of Corrados. They're everywhere. They're, they're not hard to find them, really, comparison to, to things like the 400 Toro. So I would say that, percentage-wise, the 400 Toro will go up infinitely more we'll revisit that in a year's time yeah we'll come back in a year's time and we'll have a look and look at the we'll look at the figures and see what's and whoever's wrong is buying Chinese takeaway alright alright that sounds good to me you heard it here first 
well, on the subject then of cars from eBay and you know things we found that are slightly outrageous. Yes. Yes. Ordinarily, oh. we play. Yes. Yes. No, we we play the Facebook Marketplace speed run, but um, yes. we're going to have a look at this advert that you found for an Audi S4, but that isn't an it's S4. It's not an S4, is no, it? No. No. I said I've got a reply from him now on my eBay. Probably. Did not. you want to have a look through while I describe this one to? Uh, See what outrageous advert you could find. Yeah, I'll have a look through. I'll lean back and I'll look through. Yeah, we go through there. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll describe this advert here. Make it snappy. This will be my absolute contender for the most outrageous eBay advert. We are looking at a 2005 Audi A4, nothing special, turbo, two liter, Quattro S line, automatic. Now. We're on the money here for sort of, you know, 400, 500 pound cars. This one here is marketed as a spares and repair. And the price we are being asked of us is £1,450, which makes me believe that there is a joke one ahead of the price. And it gets even better when you go into the uh, the description. We have, you know, quite well written, but there is no getting around the fact that it is a 2 litre petrol turbo car with... 250,000 miles and the cherry on top of the cake is no service history um, we continue going through the advert and we are we find ourselves on the modifications which is just one as far as I can tell apart from an air filter is a sports exhaust no brand a sports exhaust uh, has been welded in places so again total ambiguity might Again, he can't confirm whether it has a slight blow or rattle, or both. But apparently it stops blowing and rattling when you're driving it. We have other modifications, such as a Parrot mobile phone interface, which went out of date almost as soon as the car was yeah. registered on the road. Um, apart from that, we have... Fucking rubbish. Total rubbish. We have a power steering fault, and it can get a bit stiff when turning. Um, one window doesn't work. Uh, so, the rear wiper is missing as well. In so, essence, it's a two-liter turbo petrol automatic with a quarter of a million miles, no service history, and a load of Halford's rubbish stuck to it. And he wants fifteen hundred quid for it. You can't. I don't think you can even drive it away. Oh, because he's broken. Mm. Was it got no motor or something? No, but no, you could probably drive away in it, but it would just be horrendous. I don't think you'd go very far. No. Um, what's, what's your contender well there? I haven't found anything horrendous but what I am going to say is I've just been on eBay and I just thought I'd have a quick look for Rover 400s yes somebody's got a 38,000 mile Rover 400 uh, hatchback or saloon I think it was it's a, a bubble shaped one mm-hmm. late, late 90s mm-hmm. and they've got it listed up at 5,000 quid 5,000 pounds for a Rover 400 that's already quite a lot that's a lot of money that is a lot of money. I remember when they were five pounds, not five thousand pounds. But that's more money than this G60 Corrado I just found. I did just find a lovely Rover 416 automatic mm-hmm. on eBay. It's one thousand four hundred ninety-five pounds. So the price is already fairly firm. It's a, it's not unreasonable. Now this isn't a desirable spec either, being a, a Honda-powered automatic model with MOT, admittedly. Um, but it has done 95,000 miles. Um, it's been serviced, watertight, no sunroof leaks, etc. Um, it's got a few things wrong with it. Headline is sagging. Radio uh, is locked. So it hasn't got the code. 
Um, the driver's door only locks with the key, not the remote. Um, fifteen hundred quid though for that for what is essentially a very undesirable lower end model of a Rover four hundred saloon. It's not even a Tora. Daft. That's and that's uh, I just like to say as well. Sorry, it says here. Sorry, you missed out on this item because I was watching that. I want oh. to see how much it goes for, and it sold for one thousand four hundred ninety-five pounds. That is the price that it had. That was the hammer price on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that further proves my point that, that stuff like that is just going up silly money. Because mm. I don't know about you, but when was the last time you looked at an old Rover four hundred and thought, Do you know what, I would gladly pay fifteen hundred quid for a hundred thousand mile automatic Honda powered Rover four hundred with a crispy wheel arch. Oh, I can't say I have. No. Well, it just proves the point. They are going up in value. And there are a lot of other things I think that will do the same. Mm. General rule of thumb then. Summary. Uh, yes, to finish off. Late 80s to mid 90s. Um, slightly rubbish. Not necessarily good looking, but interesting to look at. Um, I would say parts of availability and the overall drivability of the car is less important than the appeal and the looks. So if you look a nice... If you look for a nice example of something that maybe looks you makes you look a bit of a tosser in central London, a bit of a poser. Uh, I'd like to increase in that though. I think even yeah. stuff up to the mid noughties is going to be the, the future modern classic yeah. stuff. I think uh, Mark One Ford Focus, future classic. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah, my grandmother only... had one of those. She had a maroon gear. There you go. Spec one point six. It's a gear. Gear. gear not Why a is it? G- I don't know. What's the H after for? I don't know. Well, who made you up with your power forward to that car? It's I think it's an Italian thing. Is it? Yeah. Probably. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll revisit it over Chinese. Right. We'll see. Um, Stuff like that. I think. I think. Yeah. Up to mid noughties Yeah. Even. No, you're absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Even some of the some of the the early two thousands and stuff. That's, Any E forty six BMW. Yeah. E forty six BMWs through the roof. Absolutely roof. mental money. I mean, like an E forty six M three is just. I mean, they're worth unobtainium now. They're unobtainium now. Yeah. For for decent money, you, you can't get that. They're, they're you, no you longer cannot. affordable. I'll, I'll have a quick look on eBay while we're while we're finishing off there. Yes. An E forty six M three. Now, um, we're mostly say, driven because it I, was Need for Speed, most wanted, that drove the, uh, the yeah, market for those. We have got a Manuel, E46 Manuel. We're looking at £12,000. And that is for sale in Barking, London. That is with an M3. A couple though. of crispy wheel arches. Yeah. It is an M3. Um, you'd be brave to go there. Yeah. And that's £12,000 in Barking. Yeah, they are absolutely unobtainable. Well, they're, they're obtainable, but they're not a. They're, they're not cheap. They used no. to be the cheap man's the cheap man's performance car, but now they're just. No, it's no. not worthwhile. Not I would also like to say, honourable mention to anything over forty years old. Um, if you can find anything over forty years old that's cheap, then worthwhile worthwhile buying. Uh, MOT and tax exempt. Uh, it has a very broad appeal to idiots like us who don't really care. I mean, we definitely do care. We definitely don't do dodgy MOTs or anything like that. But obviously, people that do, they're going to have an appeal. Yes. So that's that's good. And also, a really, really big one, things that are over 40 years old are now exempt from the London ultra-low emission zone, which means that you can drive around in your stupid 1980s thing, 1970s thing, uh, with no sills, no tax, no MOT, and no cares, and people look at you and go, "Wow, he's so cool." Exactly, because you'll you'll be driving around with your large engine. Yeah. They'll think, 
how was he affording all of yeah. that? How can you afford to drive around in an 8-litre V8 Cadillac when, exactly. in fact, all you're doing is running it on cheap petrol from Sainsbury's with, and you've got no sills, no floor pans, rotten carpets. Yep. Uh, ropey, ropey car. Ropey car, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. That would be our advice. But, yeah. So Buy an 8-litre V8 Cadillac and drive it in London. <laughs> Stonks, <laughs> and that's how exactly. to make money when Lurpak bought this five pounds. Yeah, it becomes full circle. <laughs> Don't bother buying Lurpak. Go out and buy a V8 Cadillac and drive it in London. And drive it in London, exactly, because they can't charge you for anything. Unless, it, unless you go into the congestion charging zone, in which case they still charge you the bastards. Yeah, they'll get you with that. They'll get you there. Oh yeah. Well, that brings us to a neat finish. Yeah, that'll do. All right, kids. Tara now. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Have a beautiful time. And I'm going to try and press the right button for the music. I don't know which one it is. What's this one? With bass drop. No, that's dealing with bass. What's oh, dear. That's fucking I've ping wrong. That's a wet fart. We're going to find it somewhere. Where is it? Bye-bye. <laughs>